you have been on a journey. You have been on a path this year. And as you're coming into Christmas season and thinking about next year, we all start thinking about goals and objectives and financial goals and objectives tend to usually top the list or at least make it in the top three or four to save more, to give more, to spend less, to avoid debt or get out of debt. The list goes on and on. So I am sure you probably have some financial goals next year year. But here's my question. Are you supposed to stay on the same path? Welcome to Change for Your Dollar, a podcast where we have real conversations exploring the burdens and blessings around money and faith. I'm your host, John Putnam. After two decades as a financial advisor and almost 20,000 conversations with people just like you, I noticed that money has a sneaky way of getting between us and God. And whether you have a lot of money or a little, your mindset around money affects your relationship to God and your life. Listen, friends, money's not bad, but it's also not easy. So let's explore together how to align your money choices with your faith, using money as a tool with God as your guide. Because I believe you can love God, have money, use it wisely, and boldly live a faithful life. Hey, everybody. How are you doing today? John Putnam here. Welcome to another episode of Change for Your Dollar. It is great to be with you. And today I am going to talk about three incredible observations of a star, a warning, and a path, all from Matthew 2, verses 1 to 12. Now, you will recognize this as the scripture and the story about the visit of the Magi or the visit of the three wise men. And as I have read this over and over, over the years, I have realized that not only were these three wise men, guys, These men, they were really wise men, and I think that will be evident in the observations that I'm going to share with you today, and these go directly into how we think about our financial resources, especially this time of year. So let me start out with the best part of this entire podcast, which is The story direct from Scripture, Matthew 2, verses 1 to 12. And I would just invite you that if you're in a place where you can just take a moment, pause, close your eyes. Now, if you're driving or operating heavy machinery, as tempted as you will be, let me encourage you to keep your eyes on the road and what you're doing. But just take a moment and listen to this incredible story. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him, and assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, He inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, 
in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found them, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy, and going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, and frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. I have always loved that story. The word pictures, just the way that it transpired, how these three wise men were in the desert and wound up going to Bethlehem to worship Jesus. It's just a great story. And again, as I've read this, three observations sort of jumped out at me. Observation number one, they followed a star. Now, I want you to think about this for a moment. Put yourself likely in the middle of a desert. We're not having the impact of all the light that we have all around us from street lights and houses. And if you've ever really been in a dark place on a landscape, looking up at a dark night sky with the brilliant stars above, I'm assuming that's what it would look like. And then they saw one star and they recognized the star, which meant they knew that there was going to be a star in the sky at some point in time, and they knew what they were going to do about it when they saw the star. They knew ahead of time. They were knowledgeable. They were prepared. And then I have to think, how did they recognize this one star? They must have known the sky so well at that time of year that they knew when there was a star out of place. Can you imagine that knowing something so well that you knew that when something new happened and something new came into vision that it must be the star. And then to have the confidence to follow it. Guys, this just has this incredible underpinning of preparedness and devotion and confidence. So here's my question I would like to pose to you today. There are probably a lot of stars in your sky, stars that you recognize that may be calling you in one direction or another, competing priorities in your life that are giving you the opportunity to follow certain stars with your financial choices. But let me encourage you 
Find the star that leads to Jesus. Find the star that takes you closer to God and those you love and the plans that he has for you and the resources in your life. There will always be a sky full of stars and any of these stars you can follow. But like the wise men, when you recognize the right star, the one that takes you closer to God, the one that takes you to Jesus, that is the one that you want to follow, especially in your financial choices. Observation number two was about Herod. It was a warning to beware of Herod. Now, this wasn't a verbal warning. No one gave them a letter. No one held up a yellow flare to make sure that people were paying attention to this. No. As the story told, Herod called the Magi secretly and found out details from them. They had a conversation about this. Now, there is nothing that said that the wise men were suspicious at that time. I would have to think, however, that the way that this scene moves forward, this very clandestine secret meeting between Herod and the Magi, these three really wise men, a few alarms had to have gone off in their minds thinking, huh, I wonder if there may be something else going on here. Now, look, the text, the scripture doesn't say that. It's just me thinking about that because the Magi went on to Bethlehem to find Jesus. Yet it wasn't until after they had met Jesus and Joseph and Mary and worshiped him and bowed down to him and opened up their treasures and presented them with the gold and frankincense and myrrh. Only then were they warned in a dream not to go back to Herod. And again, I just have to imagine this is not in Scripture, but can't you just see these three wise men talking together and going, "Uh uh-huh, there was something up. We thought there was something up in that secret clandestine meeting that Herod had with us and all of this, please come back and let me know so I can worship the child. And they had to think to themselves, I knew something was up. So here is my question for you. How many Herods are there in your life? Or are there any Herods in your life? These are people that you sort of sense, maybe you've got a gut feel that, you know what? These are people that I really should avoid. They're not healthy. They may be the kind of people that when you're around them, maybe you are trying to impress them financially. Maybe you're making choices around debt or credit card debt that you wouldn't ordinarily make. In other words, these are financially unhealthy people to have in your life. If so, Let me encourage you to take some time, think about this, pray about this, get quiet about this, and identify, are there any financial Herods in your life that should be avoided? And then finally, observation number three, a new path. 
I think about this visit of the Magi as a journey from the first time that the wise men saw the star. But the journey really began long before then. Think about them studying the Old Testament. Think about how much time they may have spent in a temple. Think how much time they had spent as wise men having conversations about Scripture and God and all of those stories that they likely discussed when they were all together. These guys were probably very good friends. So they had been on this journey for a while, and they wind up in a desert area. They see the star. They journey to the star, and they stop by to see Herod on the way and have some conversations. Then they go on to Bethlehem, and they meet Joseph and Mary and Jesus. They give him the gifts. Then they get warned in their dream, and then they take a different route. The scripture says they returned to their country by another route. See, not only were they warned in the dream not to go back to Herod, but they decided that they would take a different route to return to their country. See, they didn't go back the same way and then just sort of go around the city where Herod was and keep going. No, they returned to their country by a totally different route. In other words, they took extraordinary efforts to protect Jesus. They took extraordinary efforts to protect their king. It doesn't say what type of route it was. It could have been a longer route. It probably was a more treacherous route because I would bet because they were wise, they took the best route from where they were to Bethlehem. But on the way back, again, scripture doesn't say this, but being smart men, they probably took the best way there and it probably wasn't going to be quite as easy going home on a safer route. But It was going to give them even more protection for the King Jesus that they had found. So here's my question for you. You have been on a journey. You have been on a path this year. And as you're coming into Christmas season and thinking about next year, we all start thinking about goals and objectives and financial goals and objectives tend to usually top the list, or at least make it in the top three or four, to save more, to give more, to spend less, to avoid debt or get out of debt. The list goes on and on. So I am sure you probably have some financial goals next year. But here's my question. Are you supposed to stay on the same path? Are you supposed to take the same routes that you're used to taking in life? Or is there a safer route? Is there a better way to return home, as did the wise men? Maybe you're on the exact right path you're supposed to be on. But think about it. Take some time. Pray about this and see if there may be a fresh path next year for you to get closer to God and possibly avoid trouble, avoid 
hazards. Avoid barriers that may get in the way not only of you and your money, but you and your relationship with Christ. I can't thank you enough for being with me today and thinking about those three observations from three really wise men. So as you look up in the sky and look at your stars, as you think about if there may be any Herods in your life, as you think about the paths you should take moving into next year, I wish you Godspeed and that you would have the clarity and confidence that only comes from God. As always, thank you so much for joining me today and letting me share. I really do enjoy this, and I love this idea of coaching and encouraging and hoping that God's Word inspires you. And if this was a blessing to you, would you share this with someone else and please have them join us? And if you haven't yet thought about a rating for the podcast, consider a five-star rating. It really helps expand the ministry. And next week, I have got a story that was made famous by an iconic radio personality in the 50s and 60s, and I have been waiting six months to share this story with you, and I'm really looking forward to that. So please join me next week, and I will see you next time. Thank you for joining me for Change for Your Dollar, where we have real conversations exploring the burdens and blessings around money, faith, and life. For more tools and resources, please visit changeforyourdollar.com. I'm John Putnam. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to being with you again next time.